Hi, and welcome back to Dating Funnies. Happy holidays. Hopefully everyone had a nice Thanksgiving with friends or family or co-workers. I spent some time with my son, his wife, and the, my son's wife's family. It was all good. Good time. Now it's on to the Christmas season. Woohoo! You know, it's always interesting during the Christmas season. People tend to, sadly, pass on during the holiday seasons, or they get married or engaged. I don't know which is worse. Well, it all depends, right? So today I thought I would share a situation that happened to me around those two situations, but not really, but kind of. But it gets more to the thing that we've discussed many times before, is why do people lie. It's fascinating to me that people cannot be upfront honest about who they are or what they're looking for and why they lie. They lie with their age, they lie with their weight, they lie with their pictures. It's almost to where it's just totally comical of all the things that people do and say. As an example, so I met this lady, I talked to her before, about three years ago, and her husband had just passed. She lived down in Arizona, I lived up here. She used to live up here in the Washington area. And then she was up here in August, meet some friends, go to the San Juans. She was on Bumble, and she professed to be single. She said her pictures were current, which I knew they weren't, because I... Talking to her the last time, I found her on Facebook, and those pictures that she showed on Bumble were pictures that were taken when she was in her 40s, not when she was in her 60s. That should have been my first red flag. But, you know, we were chatting back and forth for a couple of months. I even sent her a thing on, on Halloween. She responded, and then she went dark on me in November. So finally, I just said, you know, I, I sent her something. She doesn't respond, so obviously she's lost interest. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So I just finally just swipe left, get rid of it, because I'm not going to chase people. I'll, I'll show interest going forward up front. But if people aren't going to respond back, then why should we chase them? There's no reason to chase anybody. Not like that. If they're not going to respond, what are you going to do? Pound them over the head, convince them to respond back? They're not going to do that. But what I thought was most interesting is on today on Facebook, she posted that, yep, she's engaged to get married. And the little storyline was that they've kind of been together for two years. Really? Okay, I get it. You date someone, you break up, you date someone. But oh my gosh, why don't you? Why can't we be upfront and honest about? Hey, look, uh, you know, I just broke up with my boyfriend, or you know, I'm, you know, wh whatever it is. I was just kind of taken back a step. I was like, oh, now I see why she quit communicating. She was probably dating that when we were first communicating, or or she just broke up with him. She put her feelers out. She led me on a little bit that there is some interest, and I was w almost ready to go down to Arizona and see her and meet her. She said she wanted to meet me. I know, maybe in that whole exercise, what she was trying to do is reconfirm in her mind that this guy that she's now engaged with was the guy, and nobody else was. What I thought was interesting is the picture that they posted she, he was trying to pull her close and she kind of was holding back a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how far that goes. I hope it goes well for them. But it just kind of taken me aback. It's like, oh my gosh, why is it? And I see why this one lady I met up at a meetup a few weeks ago, she's, she's fed up 
with people lying to her all the time. You know, with and to me, I mean, I get it. You're you're kind of out there when you're broken up with someone, and maybe they broke up, and he begged her to come back, and that's what she did. But you know, she could have easily sent me a, a text on Bumble and said, "Hey, look, I enjoyed chatting with you, but my ex-boyfriend showed back up." And I think I'm going to go down that route. There's nothing wrong with saying stuff like this. I don't know why people ghost people. It's frustrating on my end. I'm glad I didn't spend the time and energy to go down to Arizona. Uh, wasted time, energy, and money. And that's why I'm always hesitant to do this traveling thing. Also, kind of a shocker to me. You know, we, I've talked in the past, too, about my tarot card readings. Sorry about Miss. Uh, pronouncing it in previous podcasts. And they kept saying that a person was going to come back into my life. And I didn't believe it, didn't believe it. Well, I have to tell you, this last person I dated back in June, that just abruptly up and left, and then come to find out that she went back to her boyfriend that she said she'd broken up with, but she really wasn't. So there's another liar. You know, I, I read somewhere, it says, you know, they always say liars, liars, pants on fire. It'd be nice for, if just once, if their pants would go on fire. Because you have to shuffle through and, and pay attention to what they say and see what their body language is to determine are they telling the truth or, or are they not. So all of a sudden I get an email from her last week. And I played dumb at first saying, okay, I don't recognize this email address. Who is this? And she emails me back, tells me who she is. And she just emailed me to apologize. So I could have not responded, but I went ahead and responded and said, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And then she says, so how are you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. And then I just went on to say, how are you and your dog doing? And she responds back, her dog's doing great. So obviously she's still licking her wounds, and that's okay with the previous boyfriend. But I'm not going to engage anymore with her because I'm not going to chase her. She's the one that walked away. I, I was just, I was just shocked. Just shocked. Now, I happen to get another call with this Talkify matchmaking company. Last week, they want me to chat with a lady because she had a client that said it looked like we were perfect together. So I chatted with her, everything was going great. And then she said, well, my client lives close to you. You guys would be great together, except she will only date people that are vaccinated. Okay, that's your choice. So, however, I've chosen not to because I've already had the, the virus and I have my immune system's got antibodies. I've been tested for it. I, I don't need to be vaccinated. However, the challenge in the county that I live in is you're supposed to show proof of vaccination when you go to restaurants that serve 12 or more people. You can't go to an outdoor event with 500 more people. You know, yet I go north to Snohomish County or south to Pierce County. I don't need to do that whatsoever. I just, you know, that's a whole different topic. I'm not going to get into how you might feel about this whole thing and how I might feel. We're all entitled to our own opinions about why we should do this or why we should do that. But I just find it interesting that if I go to a place that's serving 11 people that 
the virus won't be there, but it's only after 12 it could be. And if I go to an event at 499 people, I'm good. But if it's over 500, it's a problem. I, that I, I, it, it's so convoluted with mis messages that it makes me concerned as what is real and what isn't real. But nonetheless, it's the second time in two weeks that someone has said, "Well, I only date vaccinated people." Okay, I'm, you know, I, if that's what you choose to do, then fine. Then that's what you choose to do. I'm not going to be angry with you. I hope you don't get angry with me because I've chosen my path. And I'm not going to run out and get the V just to date someone, especially someone out of the gate. Then I went on a date with someone from Match.com. I actually got to meet someone. And come to find out they live like blocks from my house. Nice enough lady. But boy, she did not age very well. I'm sitting chatting with her a cup of coffee, and she was trying to drink her coffee through her mask. I took my mask off. I met her with a mask, not knowing what her her deal was. And I'm not opposed to wearing a mask. I'm happy to wear a mask if you know to uh, if that's what needs to be done to have these places stay open. I'm happy, but I'm going to take it off when I sit down to eat. And I'm going to take it off when I try to have a beverage. And but she was so far left and progressive that the whole conversation turned out to be more of that platform which I sat and listened I didn't argue I'm not there to argue with people people have their own ideas of what they think is the right thing to do or not to do and that's okay I may not agree but don't get mad at me because I don't agree and that's kind of what she did she was kind of frustrated the fact that here she meets me she kind of likes me and I'm conservative middle of the road I'm not far right I'm not far left I'm just kind of middle of the road paying attention to see what I think is the right thing to do for me and my family, what I'd like to see done for everybody generally. But now it's getting to be a real problem with dating. So I don't know what each and every one of you are faced with. I know that my podcast reaches people in all different countries, all different parts of the nation. I know there's some places people are dating and having a great time, and some places uh, they're stuck at home. And they're tired of uh, being stuck at home. They don't know what to do. I mean, I feel you for sure. I, I understand the dilemmas. Outside of that, I really I really don't know what else I could share with you. I, mean, I really don't know too many funny stories. And everybody here locally talks, uh, hears about the fact that I have a podcast. And they want me to tell them the name. And I'm hesitant to do so now because I'm kind of doing this kind of without people knowing who I am because there's certain things that I like to discuss or what I'm trying to do without people saying, oh, that's, you know, there's some things I, I, I could feel embarrassed about and I don't wish to share those. I mean, think one of the things, and I'll say it now, and I'm sure other people are here and say, oh, my gosh, but I do not enjoy a vanilla life. I'm not a vanilla life type guy. In public, I'm as about as vanilla as you can be. I believe in opening up doors, walking on the street side, side when I'm out walking, I have one, the, the, the woman I'm with order first. To me, you know, I was in the, in the uh, restaurant bar business. It's all about catering to the woman first. They order first and all that. And I'm all for that. And I've also learned from being single for a number of years, you know, how to, how to do things domestically. And I'm okay with doing that. But once the bedroom door is closed, I, I, I like to dance outside of the vanilla world. 
And that doesn't appeal to everybody. And that's okay. What I find most interesting about the arena I like to dance in is that you can't dance with someone in that arena unless there's an open line of communication, expressing boundaries, respecting boundaries. And that's what I enjoy most. Yeah, it's a, it's a dynamic, powerful relationship situation where you trust has to be paramount. And you do that, you build that over an open line of communication. There's no, well, if you love me, he would do this. No, that you talk about it between two partners, just like you would if you were in business with somebody. You discuss the things you enjoy or don't enjoy and wish to explore or don't wish to explore. And the way that relationship grows and fosters and becomes a very uh, strong connection is because both partners are striving to respect boundaries within that, that dynamic. It's not for everyone, but for me, I'm not willing to settle for a boring vanilla bedroom life. Maybe you are. Maybe I'll lose a bunch of listeners over all that. But I, that's part of the reason why I chose to go uh, ghost writing, so to speak, on this podcast. Because there's certain things that uh, you know I, I would like to talk about. I'm happy that you folks are listening to my podcast. And I'm certainly welcome to answer whatever questions you have. I posted, I'm down to my last week on Match. And I thought, you know, I'm going to put down my Match profile what I'm looking for. I changed my my username to more of the lifestyle I'm looking for. And then I put in there what I'm looking for behind closed doors. And I had a lady email me and say, what is that? So I thought, all right, well, I'll just send you a link. Here's a link to what this is. And of course, she immediately deleted me. And that's okay. Because I think a lot of people think it's about disrespect. It's about control. It's about uh, you know taking advantage of someone without their permission, and that is not the case. Nothing, nothing is ever done without someone's permission. It's never taken. It's earned, and it's given freely, and that's one misconception. The other misconception is that the submissive partner is always the weak partner, and that's not true either. The submissive partner actually has the power. They have the control. It takes a strong person to allow somebody to be in the more dominant role than while they're in the submissive role. You have to really trust someone that they're going to do what they say they're going to do on both spectrums of that. So it's not about abuse. It's not taking advantage of someone. It's things you discuss. I like the fact that if I'm at a dinner party or uh, we're just out to dinner or with friends and family that it's a look, it's a touch, it's a wink. We're letting each other know that we're hungry for that dynamic when we get home. Is it going to be all the time? Of course not. But I, I have been in these type of relationships in the past and it's, it's amazing uh, how powerful they are and how great I and my partner feels about the relationship, knowing that we can each talk about anything and everything without the other person being offended. It's a way of trying to understand one another. But I get it. It's not for everyone. And maybe that's one of the things that I have a challenge with in trying to meet people. You know, like I've, I've, you know, I've talked about people dating people my own age. And, you know, I'm okay if you're a grandparent. I'm a grandparent. 
But boy, if you could be a grandma, meaning that you're just going to sit home and knit, and you're just going to do gardening, you're not going to do anything else, you're not going to ski, you're not going to golf, you're not going to, you're not going to do, you're not going to travel, and you're done with being intimate with somebody. Yeah, I'm not your guy. I will never be your guy. You might be a great person, but you know, I'm still. Even though I'm an older person, I still want intimacy as part of my relationship dynamic. And, and, and intimacy comes in many forms, as we can all agree. I mean, it's, it's touch, it's, it's smell, it's, you know, it's, it's so many things of how you make your partner feel uh, when you're together in public or when you're out in the family. It's just how you treat one another is how you build this intimacy to where when you get home, you freely, both of you freely give of one another because you've been respected, you've been loved, you've been cared for, you've been desired, you've been wanted by each party, by each person in the dynamic. And that makes life all that much more enjoyable. Even if you're golfing, you just enjoy being with that person because you feel like you're more connected. And I challenge almost the typical relationship where you don't communicate. You don't, like my son and his wife, they go on date nights. How many typical relationships go on date nights on a regular basis where it's just time to renew your relationship? Instead, we sit home. I mean, I dated one lady years ago that the whole 15 years she is married, after the first two or three years, her husband would go off and do things with his buddies and leave her home. Never took her on a date night. Maybe every now and then for her birthday or anniversary. Well, how sad is that? You know, so when I started dating her, she was shocked. Well, do you want to go to the horse races? Really? You're going to take me? Sure. Oh, you want to go to a concert? You want to go to a play? You want to go up skiing with me? Let's go wine tasting. And some of the things I discussed, she's like, I've never done any of that stuff before. She was in her 50s. And I was like, seriously? This is just the normal course. And it's not a function of having lots of money or not. I don't know if I share with you folks or not in the past, but, you know, I was born very, very, very poor. If we didn't have welfare, we would have starved to death. My mom raising four kids. And through those years of hard work and trying to create opportunities for myself, you know, I got rich. And then I got poor again. I got rich. I got poor. I got rich, I got poor. The lesson in all that is that poor sucks. So I had to do a better job of managing my expenditures to the income that I brought in and made sure that I set aside a good portion of my income so that I can enjoy different aspects of life as I go, yet still have money left over to build the family bank account. And sometimes it meant that I did without. And you know, I'm in a unique situation now to where, you know, I have choices, but I'm still frugal. I'm still mindful. And I'm not going to go out and take everything I have and, and, and spend it on the ponies or spend it at Vegas or, you know, I'm not going to do any of that. And I'm not going to drink myself to death. Will I go to Vegas? Sure, it's fun to go to the shows, gamble a little. You know, will I bet on the ponies? Sure, a little bit here, a little bit there. It's kind of fun. Will I enjoy a nice craft bottle of beer or a nice bottle of wine? Of course. But we all have to learn our limitations and what's, what's good for the family. And I think that's one thing I've run into over the years with this dynamic I've spoke about here briefly, was that I think 
most women want to be able to relax into the relationship, to know that their partner is doing everything they can for the best interest of the relationship. So he takes on, or she takes on, the masculine energy and becomes a dominant partner, and he or she becomes a submissive partner. You can only do that when you know that the dominant partner is doing everything to the best interest of the relationship. How many vanilla relationships do that? Whereas the partners don't do anything that's to the benefit of the relationship, it's to the benefit of themselves. Food for thought for sure. I don't know where my journey is going to take me over the holidays. Who knows what's going to show up today, tomorrow. I know that I'm getting uh, kind of getting worn out myself, especially through these uh, lockdowns. And every week we got a new variant that seems to be coming up and people are fearful you know we all are if we don't have the right information so we make good decisions so i don't know how dating is for you folks uh, i did get uh, an email from my listener here in maine and she gave us a little bit more background information on those dates i talked about last week so she goes on to say that her stage 10 cleaner they met on a friday he was a trucker from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and then back to Maine. He's home on Sunday and Monday. Said he was divorced. In fact, he wasn't. So there's liar, liar, pants on fire. I don't date, separate, or newly divorced, she says. And neither do I. That's why I want to know up front. I mean, I, I don't want a rebound relationship with anyone. and Because what happens is once they heal, they dump you and go on to somebody else. It's not to say that rebound relationships can't work, but the odds are against it from everything that I've read. Uh, she said he's a nice guy. He wanted to meet for dinner. She invited him back to her place. They hung out, had a glass of wine. They chatted. She learned more about him. And let's see what else she said. Uh, and they said, we met for dinner. It was nice. I went back to my place. We hung out, had a glass of wine. He wasn't divorced. He was signing in two weeks he needed to move out of the house and was going to put his stuff in storage for a while and live in his truck then he asked if he could possibly use my address for his mailing address seriously then he hinted about her spare bedroom she said it was too early to do that good for you i agree it's totally too early the next morning at 7 a.m he called and asked what i was doing for the day i had plans he asked when i would be home and then proceeded to ask if he could come over that evening i got this gut feeling where where this was headed then he texted me which was a pouting text about having nothing to do he had nothing to do and was just going to hang out in his truck he texted her 15 more times during the day telling her what he was doing in his truck uh, what he's doing called her four more times said he was outside of her office and asked if she wanted to go to lunch then called called her when she left work I mean, yeah, to have somebody show up at your work and just call and text you like that is just crazy. So that's not good. And then the guy that wanted a free hotel room, she said if he was good in the sack, I might have considered it. So the question I have for you, Maine, what do you call good in the sack? What does that really mean? And what do people mean when they say an unselfish lover? You know, everyone's got a different definition on that. I've kind of got an idea. It kind of reminds me of... A lady I knew, she was dated a guy for a number of years. They broke up, or broke up for about six months. I ran into her at a friend of a friend's uh, summer party. This was several years ago. We saw each other. We hung out, had a couple of drinks, and I don't know what happened, but 
as I was walking by her, I was kind of get behind her, and I was like behind you, and I'd have put my hand on her back, and I kind of grabbed her hair and tugged on it a little bit, just kidding around. She turns to me and she says, "Did you just pull on my hair?" I said, "Yeah, I did." She says, "When we spend more time together tonight, I want you to pull on my hair even more." And I looked at her and I said, "Yeah, let's go have some fun." And that's what she wanted. So to her, that was. She wanted a little bit more rough sex than what she got in her past relationship. She liked her hair being pulled. She liked being spanked. Who knew? But everyone's got their definition of what they call good sex or not good sex. I don't know. So I'm curious, Maine, if you want to send me an email and give me a little bit more information and share with the listeners, it would be an interesting topic to discuss. So if he's good at sex, she said she might have considered it. He, she said he was a very selfish lover. So what does that mean? Selfish lover. And that's why they never became a thing. And he's in town now. She said at a hotel. And she says, I'm not going. Well, you got you to gotta draw the line in the sand and say, look, I, I have needs too. This is what I need. If you can't do that, then I'm not interested. And, of course, she, which I like, hey, if I'm ever in Maine, go look her up. Hopefully I won't have to stay at a hotel after this podcast. <laughs> But it sounds great. It sounds like where she lives. They get great restaurants, amazing wine bars, seafood, scenery. I just don't know. Is Maine locked down? I'm scared to death to travel anywhere right now because if, again, an airplane goes someplace, the town might be locked down. The airlines might be locked down. I may never get home again. I don't know. Anyway, uh, she says finding a place to take a date is not that difficult where she's at. So good for her. I appreciated her email, appreciate her getting back to me and letting me know a little bit more about her situations there, the people that she's met. She says she's really not that busy dating, and some of it's just stuff that's lingered over the last year or two, which is kind of like me. So again, I'm going to ask each and every one of you, if you have a story you want to share, you have some thoughts on my podcast, you know, good, bad, you want to yell and scream at me, you know, I'm... I'm listening to it all, and I'll share whatever story you would like me to share. And I don't need to use your name. This is not about putting people down. Again, it's all about my journey and the challenges I continue to face. Once again, it seems like whenever I get excited about something or someone, yeah, the things go left on me. So that itself is getting to be problematic. And being in this quasi-lockdown with COVID is very challenging because People are afraid to get out, go out, and do things. And at the end of the day, we're very social creatures. And we need to be around other people. Not all the time, but it'd be nice. And I've gone to a few meetups, although I'm kind of losing my interest in some of the meetups. It's, uh, I'm not going to get into those discussions, but I'm just not, I'm not meeting my tribe. They're not my tribe. It's kind of like this group I belong to for golfing and skiing. The more I hang around those people the more I realize they are not my tribe. And the meetup people, with the exception of the person that runs it, they aren't my tribe. They're just they're just different people, and they see the world from a tif- different point of view than I do, and it doesn't seem to be any common ground whatsoever. And, you know, if I'm going to spend time and money on being someplace, I want to at least feel comfortable and welcome and not like I'm some outsider. Again, this is Dating Funnies. My email address is D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Hope you 
and your family have an enjoyable holiday season. Be safe out there. Thanks again for listening.